Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Great Lakes Horror Company. This podcast is brought to you by members of the Horror Writers Association, Ontario Chapter. Our topic for this episode is the lighter side of horror. So what we're thinking in this episode is that horror and comedy are a pretty natural pairing and a great way to deal with some dark subject matter with a bit of humor to break the tension. It's also a pretty popular genre right now. If you look at books like You Suck by Christopher Moore, The Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks, uh, most anything by Chuck Palahniuk, um, and then you've got films like Evil Dead, Dead Alive, Gremlins, Chucky, and even the genre spoof Scary Movie. So before we get into that, let's meet our panel. Hi, I'm Suffer Jerome, and I'm the Ontario Chapter Head of the Horror Writers Association. I'm also a horror novelist, and right now I have been working on a series called Witch Upon a Star. Um, It's a series about witches, so I hope you pick it up. I'm Bill Snyder, horror poet and host of radio show After Rot. Some of my poems actually include cookies killing people. Hello, I'm Monica S. Kubler, Managing Editor of Rumorg Magazine and a YA horror author. And I'm Andrew Robertson, fan of all of the above and one of the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> so there's a lot of accidental comedy in a writer's life. Um, there's, you know, there's some dark humor, but it's still pretty funny. So let's tackle all of that right now in our discussion. Uh, let's start with the obvious. Are you a purist when it comes to your horror? Are you okay with there being a little bit of fun? Yes. Both counts, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I love comedy. I think anything in horror that I've ever seen or read is always amusing as hell. I can't understand why I'm the only one in the audience usually laughing my butt off when that guy slices the guy's throat open. Maybe I'm weird. So I think we meant the difference between horror and comedy, but you're saying you find horror to be comedy. <laughs> I find everything to be comedy. Safra. I love comedy. I used to love Abbott and Costello and Three Stooges. You think about it, Three Stooges and Little Rascals actually gave me nightmares. Um, I remember there was one scene in Little Rascals where they're in a bathtub or something and it's rolling down the street and it gave me nightmares. I don't know. I was a little, I think it was like one or something. I just caught a glimpse of this thing and it, 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 it gave me nightmares. But I love horror. I love comedy. And I don't know if we'll get into later um, which things triggered it. But for me, my biggest love moment of horror comedy where I realized it's an actual thing was when I saw Evil Dead 2 at a midnight screening in New York City when I was pregnant with my first son. That was cool. I think for a lot of people, the Evil Dead series cemented the the synergy between horror and comedy really, really well because it was horrifying, gory, bloody, and so many jokes. So hilarious. And riffraff in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Monica, what are your thoughts on this? I like it when it's done well. But I think the the problem inherent with horror comedy is that it's really easy to go lowest common denominator with it and, you know, go the whole gore and potty humor route, etc. And... You know, no offense to anyone that's really into that style of comedy, but that stuff doesn't work for me at all. I think maybe something that's more murderously dark and funny, like Heathers. Exactly. uh, Which isn't explicitly a horror movie, but has pretty horrific elements to it. That was, that's definitely an example where it was done incredibly well. Um, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein was definitely one of my favorites, given on to what you said, Zephra, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. 
we got that one from Columbia House. Eventually, they wrote us back and said that we had to buy more or give it back. Um, so we sent back the penny and the tape. But it was <laughs> it was a household favorite. So now, in your own works, have you used comedy in your work as a trope, as a vehicle, as a way to position a character for a future plot line? Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I have actually used a story in which I have cookies that are alien-possessed uh, demon things coming from another parallel universe, and they're killing everybody on the ship. And where can our listeners pick that up? Uh, it's not actually published yet. It got rejected, so I have to refine it and get it out there again. All right, so any publishers listening, if that sounds like of interest to you, you need some demon cookies. <laughs> Zombie Zack has your demon cookies. Sephra, I know that you've used a bit of comedy in your various works. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I, I don't, I've never set out to write a comedy book. Like, Jeff Strand is totally all about the comedy, and it, just his titles are hilarious. Um, for me, though, because anyone who knows me in real life knows I have a very dark and quirky sense of humor, and I laugh a lot. I love to laugh. So I often bring my own quirky sense of humor or skewed view of the world into my books, and... You know, like I'll have little throw-off scenes, like in Captured Souls, I have the mad scientist, you know, taking a break from her busy day with the sex slaves with her glass of wine, her joint, and she puts on friggin' uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Human Centipede and is jumping around and having a good time, and I think that's hilarious, and, and you know, it's just things, little, for me, it's little quirky things, but I, I could never go out and write an actual comedy, because I, I don't know how, but I enjoy watching them so much, I love it. Yeah, I do know that when Human Centipede came out, people thought it was the most hilarious movie they'd ever seen. So that's a, that's a great answer, Seth. And it's dialogue! Monica, is it something that features in, in your work, or is that something you steer clear from? Comedy does not come naturally to me whatsoever. Uh, there's one scene in my uh, the first book in my YA series that actually has a very... Uh, kind of comedic turn of events that my readers really enjoy and have pointed out how much they love. And I can't tell you how that came together. I swear my characters just took off with that scene and did their own thing because uh, I don't write funny. Do you think I readers... wish I could, but I don't. <laughs> now, do you think your readers like that so much because it was such a rarity in the body of work that they were reading and, and sharing with you along the journey? It's quite possible because my stuff tends to be kind of relentlessly dark in many ways, so I think it was sort of unexpected because it isn't something that comes up. Uh, even though it's very, very fitting for the scene where it does come up, it's not something that comes in often. And I think if I tried to shoehorn it in, it would feel very unnatural because I'm not a comedy writer. Now, when I was younger and I was I was reading or watching horror, when it got a little too slapsticky, sticky, I didn't like it. And and part of that was because I was just a little shit goth snob kid that thought everyone <laughs> everything had to be like jabots and frilly coats and vampires and the whole deal. Um, and, and you you know you run a certain risk when you cross genres. So what are some of the risks that you think um, are included when you cross the horror genre with the comedy genre? Well, I guess the obvious thing would be the horror isn't scary anymore because, um, you know, like like we can think of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, in the beginning, like the very first movie, it scared the shit out of all of us, I think, and it was very different for the time. But as these went on and on and on, you got a wisecrack of Freddy cracking his friggin' stupid jokes, and it's like, is this scary? Is it not? Like, it, 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 it's too much. It's, they try too hard, I think. 
Um, I like it when the comedy just kind of happens, it, or it's just so... I, I, it's hard to describe, but yeah, I think the biggest problem is that the horror isn't scary and the comedy isn't funny and it just all goes to hell, but not in a good way or a fun way. I have on the opposite side of that is that the joke falls flat. Scary Movie is a series of uh, spoof movies of scare and horror. First one, hilarious. Oh, yeah. Second was good. Third one was like, I don't know where you're going with that. Fourth and fifth one was like, okay, now you're just boring the crap out of me. Yeah, it was sort of like the last few just needed to come with a bong because everyone yeah. just seemed to be stoned in the movie. It's just a stoner. <laughs> it's a stoner time. Stoner not a lot of plot. Time. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of actual material that they were working with at that point. So yeah, I guess you do run the risk of sort of uh, exhausting your subject matter. Now let's let's actually move to to real life and your experience as writers. What are some of the sort of like awkward, odd, or funny experiences that you've had as writers, whether that be um, at conventions, or meeting fans, or dealing with publishers? Well, that just as a general observation, while everyone tries to think of an answer, I will offer up that if you ever go to a horror convention, like World Horror, or the um, Horror Writers Association, Nikon... Ad Astra, <clears throat> not so much Ad Astra, because that's science fiction, they're not as funny. But the thing is, if you go to a pure horror convention, you will never laugh so hard. You will think you are at a comedy convention, because I find horror writers and horror creators, not just writers, but the movie makers, the authors, they all have the weirdest, quirkiest senses of humors. And I swear, when I go to horror conventions, I've never laughed so hard. Like, even when we went to the Stanley Hotel, um, yeah, here we go. Stanley Hotel, I went to a couple months ago, and uh, five of us rented a car together. So we were the clown car posse. Yeah, that's a scary horror writer thing, right? And then we're singing all the way up the, you know, the shining theme all the way up the mountains. And, you know, since we're in Colorado, we partook of things like cake balls and lollipops. And that just made everything even more funny. And even though the hotel is rather terrifying, I never laughed so hard for that four days in, uh, in my life. Because everything was terrifying and hilarious. And I think it's such a... For someone like me who loves horror and loves comedy, it's just a magical, wonderful world. So go to a horror convention if you want to laugh. Horror, horror writers are not scary because all the scary stuff's in their work. Now, do either of you have a response to that before we move to the next question? Bingo! All right, so the next question is, do you read your own reviews? And have you ever read one that was so off-base, so brutal, so misunderstanding of your work that you just had to laugh? How do you, how do you deal with those reviews? Because I think that's part of the, the dark life of the author. There's going to be reviews. Yeah, I know for many years, and I guess it was probably before the internet, I never read my reviews at all. And now I sort of have gotten into this little habit over the last years. I read all my friends' one-star and two-star reviews because they are so fucking funny. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they were so off-base with that book. Even if I've never read the book, just reading some of these reviews from readers and how they totally missed the point. It's like, there was too much horror in this book. And it's like, it's a horror novel by like Stephen King, you know, like, and, and you just have to laugh. Like, I find reviews hilarious. And, but to answer your question, specifically, I've not found of myself that anything, I, I, if I found a really hilarious review, it'd be on my Facebook wall, man. I would just, you know, <laughs> uh, you know sometimes people do miss the point of the work, but uh, it's not a, any big deal. Have you had to deal with some reviews? 
Uh, I've had reviews, but I don't think there's any that have been particularly funny. I've received some really funny hate mail over the years working at the magazine. Like, uh, peop- like I, one letter that I recall from when I very, very first started working at Room Org was this really angry letter I got because I called out continuity errors in a film review I wrote. And I, I thought that was hilarious because I'm like, how can you be angry about calling out continuity errors? <laughs> how is that even an arguable thing? But, uh, you know, people are strange. Oh, they are. They are indeed. Continuity errors are the most fun thing about a movie. Oh, I know. I love them. Like Dorothy's hair in Wizard of Oz. Like, uh, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, my God. Every time I tell people that and they never noticed before, they can never unsee it. So, there you go, everybody. You now get to see Dorothy's hair. Be braided, unbraided, curled, uncurled. It's down to her boob. It's up to her shoulder. Oh, my God. (laughs) Talking about continuity. For this episode, we've replaced our usual interview segment with a comedy routine from HWA Ontario member and horrific comedian, Monster Matt Patterson, award-winning artist and author of Bride of Haha Horror. Enjoy! Cool Morning Maniacs! <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fingers drooly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsylvania. Now, as you should have realized, uh, you never invite a monster in. (laughs) Shame on you, because I ain't going anywhere. Okay, here we go, you filthy maniacs, you. What do you get by crossing Dr. Zayus? And a crowbar. A primate. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlton Heston used to spell green with a soylent E at the end. What health food makes you say kalatu, barata, nikto, yogurt? <laughs> yes, it's true. Hmm. Who is the android's favorite philosopher? Volt Air. <laughs> oh, come on, you literary types. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you hear about Darth Vader's new shaving razor? It gives him a Sithy smooth shave. <laughs> oh yeah, where does he come up with this crap? I don't know. Uh, what nightcap do they drink at Arkham Asylum? Cream dementia. <laughs> okay, what do you get by crossing Lamont Cranston and Homer Simpson? The Shad Don't. What do you call a cow hitting a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller with a pool stick? Cueing your chud. <laughs> See, we, t- that <laughs> we turned the tables on that one and somebody turned the tables on my confounded tongue. Sheesh, what's wrong with me? I don't know. Uh, where do you bury a punk rocker? 
the Mashilium. <laughs> it's true. Uh, how does Jason Voorhees file library books? The Dewey Decimate System. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, what does the number 666 on Damien Thorne's scalp actually mean? It's his credit score! <laughs> oh, yeah. Better uh, pick it up there, Damien. Did you hear about the groovy grave diggers? Man, they could dig it! Did you hear about the gossipy grave diggers? They could dish the dirt! <laughs> hear about the hip hop ghost? Well, she broke up with her boo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, what horror film is about hip-hop artists eating each other? Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. <laughs> uh, where does H.P. Lovecraft like to shop? Bed, bath, and from beyond. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, ho. All right. Here about the stand-up comedian cadaver. His tagline is, Well, exhume me. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hear about the lisping Sasquatch who is interested in mythology? Well, Mr. Thology isn't too thrilled. <laughs> because, uh, oh, never mind. Um, hear about Eli Roth's film about Jock Itch? It's called Groin Inferno. Hey, <laughs> all of the FX were made by scratch and they went off without an itch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you had enough? No, no, you haven't. Not until I say so. <laughs> Here we go. How do most fights start on Monster Island? Someone says, yo, Mothra, so ugly. Ho, <laughs> ho, Why are the Triffids such great gymnasts? They always plant their feet when they land. Ho, <laughs> ho, What's a pickup line between Triffids? Hey, nice stems. <laughs> oh, what do you get by crossing Godzilla and Jay-Z? A reptile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what do you get by crossing the gill man and the bean? The creature from the black legume. <laughs> wow. What's the Wishmaster's favorite drink? A slow gin fizz. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to hell for that one. And this one, too. Which Cenobite wants to compete on Dancing with the Stars? Dr. Cha-Cha-Chenard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frankenstein's monster and his bride were celebrating their anniversary. First, they got matching tattoos that read, Some Assembly Required. Then, the bride got him engraved neck bolts. The inscription reads, Positive. And on the other one, Negative. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
you know, what is the Phantom of the Opera's favorite coffee drink? La, 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 latte. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the Phantom of the Opera's favorite disco song? Everybody was Kung Fugue fighting. Huh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> hey, the Swamp Thing is taking on politics. Uh, he started one of his speeches with, Read my lips. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which airline does the crawling hand use? Lufthansa. <laughs> Have you ever heard Franken Sinatra Stein? Well, there was a time when he used to sing, Luck be a lady Frankenstein tonight. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard his other song, and yeah, by Franken Sinatra Stein, that's right, and it's called Body Snatchers and Soul. <laughs> All right, um, here's one with a little hop in it. Have you heard about the new horror film for kangaroos? It's full of jump scares. <laughs> ah, think about it. Come on, come on, come on. All right, which beautiful Egyptian queen was made out of foam? Nerf Hertiti. <laughs> I heard she was very soft-spoken. All right. <laughs> what pop singer is out of this world? Olivia Venusian John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you call a floating psychic? Clairboyant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, you know, uh, what political radio host is caught between heaven and hell? Rush Limbo. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, baby. Ben Franklin's Italian restaurateur cousin put a twist on one of Ben's sayings. Uh, he made it uh, a pen a saved is a pen a earned. <laughs> Man, he used his noodle on that one, huh? Did you hear about the film where Godzilla fights a pollution monster who is very proud of itself? It's called Godzilla versus the Smug Monster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What do you get by crossing a Pat Benatar song and a bad sci-fi film with John Travolta? Love is a battlefield earth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could just picture that one bombing, can't you? Kind of like I am right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we ain't done yet. We got more to go. Lucky for you. My, aren't you the yucky ones? <laughs> what do you get by crossing a Leonardo da Vinci painting with a William Peter Blatty novel? The Mono Legion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get ready for this one. This one goes pretty deep. What kind of film do you get by crossing Deathbed, the, Beth, uh, the bed that eats... That's an actual film. With The Godfather. 
a film that knows how to take it to the mattresses. <laughs> See, because it's a, uh, I'm in a mattress and, uh, oh, you figure it out. <laughs> Do I have to draw you, draw you a diaphragm or something? Uh, diagram, sorry. Whoops. All right. Uh, what do you get by crossing Total Recall with a Stephen King TV miniseries? Under the Cheap Dome! <laughs> Alright, there's a new game that has Tony Todd really hooked. It's called Candyman Crush. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, how does the Maniac Cop call in a lunch order? He sends out an APB on some BBQ, a PBJ, a BLT, and some OJ. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it is. That's how it is. Believe me. Believe you me. Now, uh, what do you get by crossing Herbert West with the son of Odin? The reanime Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hammered that one out, didn't I? <laughs> Hear about the Beatles song about a zombie girl? It's Eleanor Rigamortis. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. I bought a spooky sound effects record. It can be played in monotone or scario. <laughs> Now, what Carpenter's song is based on Michael Crichton's work? Andromeda, Strainy Days and Mondays. Oh, yeah. Huh. Now, this one had me feeling a little bit down. Uh, how do adult ghosts combat ectoplasmic dysfunction? With the little boo pill. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true, it's true. Don't ask me how I know. Come on. Uh, where do androids go for marital aids? Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. Bella Lugosi can't sleep or get cozy. Turned off CNN. Had nightmares again. The monster in them? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Now we're going to round third on this one. Pay attention. A goon rejected by Menza crashed into my castle and smashed my credenza. A2 steroids? Roger Clemenza? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maniacs, it doesn't get any better than this. Or does it? I don't know. Hmm. Mutter fodder. Please send me cake. The food's bad here at Camp Crystal Lake. And one more thing, I have to ask, who's the lurking creep inside the hockey mask? <laughs> All right, maniacs, I've beaten you up almost enough. Um, let's see, let's, let's give you one more, one more for your final punishment. Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm scratching an itch. Uh, you'll see. Why was the Wolfman mad at his HMO? They won't pay for his flea dips. 
<laughs> All right, maniacs, you are the yucky ones because I'm out of time and slime and rhyme and whatever else. Uh, throw something in there. I don't care. Whatever, you know. Uh, until next time, maniacs, be good to each other. And uh, remember, Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye. For more moans and groans, head over to monstermattpatterson.wordpress.com and if you want to track us down on the web, we are at lovehorror.biz slash hwa. Now it's time for Sephra to let you know where you can find us in the real world. Well, April's a busy time for horror writers. Uh, here in Toronto, we have Ad Astra, which is a science fiction, fantasy, and horror convention. April 29th to May 1st, you will find many members of uh, HWA there, probably in the bar or in the green room, or maybe even on some panels. And if you're not in Toronto at Ad Astra, then you should be in Provo, Utah at the World Horror Convention, partying with Brian Keane and Jeff Strand and a host of wonderful other horror authors. And then after that, you just hop that plane over to Las Vegas to the StokerCon 2016, where we have the annual Bram Stoker Awards ceremony. And this year, we are premiering Horror University, where you can take courses taught by real-life horror writers. So we hope to see you around at some of these fabulous conventions. Thanks for joining us, and until next time, remember... They're all going to laugh at you!